0: Hey everyone, Beyond the Baseline is brought to you by FreshBooks. For freelancers and small business owners, FreshBooks takes the pain out of accounting. Have a question about the service? A real live human being will answer the call in about three rings. Get your 30-day free trial by going to freshbooks.com beyond and entering the code beyond. wasn't always
1: an easy road to say the least, but it was an important journey in the sense that I think it gave me the, the muscle in, in many departments that really overlap into a platform that can affect generations. You know, I mean, the thing that always seemed to motivate me to wake up the next day and get out there in the training gym, to get out there on the tennis court, was the reality that, you know, people take time out of their lives and you have an opportunity to uh, impact them for a few hours, but I think uh, that feeling uh, is, is, is dwarfed now by... The ability to affect and break the cycle of so many of these uh, families' lives. So it's been a healthy, authentic evolution.
0: Hey everyone, John Worth, I'm here. It's this week's Beyond the Baseline podcast, the tennis podcast from Sports Illustrated. Our guest this week is Andre Agassi. You have likely heard the name, we haven't heard much from him in the tennis space in a long time, and he is going to be joining us in a bit here. Obviously, Andre is always great to talk to, the most eloquent athlete I would say that I've ever spoken to, thoughtful guy. And it's funny, you know, his book came out, what, five, six, seven years ago. We'll talk about that. His book, Open, it's regarded as one of the great sports memoirs ever. Any Anytime there's a discussion with publishers about an as-told-to book or a memoir, it always becomes, how close is it going to be? To open, This has really become the, the gold standard in this category. One reason was because it was so revealing. He talked about everything, as you may recall, from hair loss issues to Brooke Shields to a brief experimentation with crystal meth. And in the same spirit of candor and having a platform, he is now one of the investors of a new platform, Unscripted. It's an athlete video site. It will draw inevitable comparisons to the Players' Tribune. It's about shareable content. It's about athletes going direct to their fans. Andre is involved. Again, it seems very consistent with the way he has handled himself, especially in the latter stages of his career. So we're going to talk a bit with Andre about that platform, as well as a number of other topics. Always a great conversationalist. Let's bring him on now. He's an old friend, and yet he and I have not spoken in quite a while, so it's great to catch up with him. Andre, how you doing?
1: John, how are you?
0: Good. How you doing?
1: Uh, doing, doing... Doing well, thanks.
0: Where, where are we catching you? Where are you?
1: Uh, I'm in Las Vegas. Just uh, came back from a Athletes for Hope uh, Foundation Board of Directors uh, meeting, who uh, was lucky enough they had it here, so went down, spent some time with them, and just got caught in a little bit of a mess getting out of there. I mean, it's a cavernous place they had it.
0: So, so tell us where you are. I mean, everybody, uh, first thing first thing, I'm sure everybody asks you, what, what are you up to these days? What What... What do you say when people ask you that? Uh,
1: give, give us, it depends they If I don't know them and they ask me, I tell them, "Oh, you know, I'm just, uh, <laughs> you know, bored most of the time." Um, if 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 uh, if I really care about you know giving them that answer, it's uh, it's pretty pretty well divided between a third of my time on uh, on foundation stuff, third of it on, on on business, and and a third of it you know keeping the a uh, Wonderful balance of life with uh, the, the time spent with family, and that 's on a daily basis, meaning you know after school and 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 on my work is pretty much over with but um, from a, from a philanthropic perspective we're we're kind of thriving at the at, at the at the school, figured out a way to scale it, which has kind of led into a, a, a business uh, component um, uh, to have real scalability and sustainability. So I'm a, I'm, a man, I'm a co-managing partner of a, of a f, over a billion dollar fund here in Fund Two to deploy across the country to build schools for best-in-class charter school operators across the country. So it's a, a real interesting model that has allowed us to access traditional capital um, without burdening the backs of of, of of states or school systems or, or teachers or, or, or children. So it's. Real unique way to scale it. We've built 65 schools in the last three years, um, and through this next fund, we'll be able to build about 120 uh, more, more more or less.
0: I spent the first 35 years of my life hitting a yellow ball over a net. Is is your sense that that tennis has put you in a position to do this kind of thing, or is there a part of you that says, boy, there's so much philanthropy out there I can be undertaking, what was I doing uh, playing this game on a court full of rectangles for all those years?
1: Where, 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 where are you with all that? Uh, well, <laughs> let me put it this way. There were a lot of those uh, moments on on the tennis court where I I questioned that in real time. What the hell am I doing out here? Um, I, I read about you know, it Was it wasn't, it wasn't always a uh, an easy road, to say the least. But it was an important journey in the sense that I think it gave me the the, the muscle uh, in in many departments that really overlap into into a platform that is uh, that can affect generations you know i mean the thing that always seemed to motivate me to wake up the next day and get out there in the training gym to get out there on the tennis court was the reality that you know people take time out of their lives and you have an opportunity to impact that and uh... impact them for a few hours but i think uh, that that feeling uh... Is, is is dwarfed now by the ability to affect and break the cycle of uh... so many of these uh, families lives so it's it's been a healthy, uh, it's been a healthy, authentic evolution.
0: What's the scoreboard now? I mean, what, what's the what's the rankings? What's what's sort of the the unambiguous c- competitive outlet now? What, what are you what are you gauging success um, by? Right that now? I'm that
1: that that I'm swimming to Hawaii and I ain't getting there, so I might as well swim as hard and as as uh, as as efficiently as possible. You know, I mean, it's kind of I'm an incrementalist at heart, so I don't I don't work backwards from. From goals you know as it relates anymore to to defined you know goals'm I'm, I'm, every every time I land in a certain spot i 'm always thinking about ways to take that next step uh, to pursue you know my my, my objectives and unfortunately um, it 's daunting uh, the the societal need as it relates to the education or failing of of our next generation through education
0: your, your state has been in the news N- Nevada's been uh... Figured prominently in the news these past few weeks. I, I'm wondering, kind of, yeah. what, what, is, what is your, um, I mean, everybody said this when you were, you know, when you were in your mid-20s, that this guy has a political future and, you know, he he, he speaks to a consensus building. What's the overlay, sort of, what's your relationship with politics and what's the overlay between the schools and the philanthropy and, and your political involvement right now?
1: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, first of all, I have no... Uh, I have no uh, plans uh, ever to get involved in, in, in politics. I much prefer getting stuff done, quite quite frankly. Secondly, secondly, I'm <laughs> secondly, I'm um, I'm a registered independent, so let the record state. Um, you know, thirdly, um, thirdly, I would say that uh, education is is truly a a bipartisan uh, concern. Uh, while different sides might have different uh, approaches to it, uh, both sides recognize uh you know the the importance of it um and then we've seen that through many administrations through the last you know uh, you know years decades uh, so what I really try to do is 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 be the voice and be the the i i try i i'm trying to put together a children's union let me let me let me put it that way <laughs> uh, i want to i want to be the the voice for those that uh that don't get a seat at that table and and I think you have to be able to work uh, across the, the, the party lines in that respect.
0: I can't believe that Open came out in 2009. This is like... Uh, yeah,
1: what? yeah, I can't believe this it's six and a half hard years for to me go. to put on my shoes every morning either. It's good, and time is just flying. So
0: your kids are like 14 and 12 now. It's it's um, But I'm curious about, about the book, because it was, I, I think, so jarringly candid, especially for that genre. And I'm wondering... How much have your feelings in there, especially towards tennis? I mean, how, how much was this a manifesto, and how much is, you know, life is fluid and we all grow and evolve and change? I mean, how much of your feelings in there have changed?
1: Uh, you know, I, I was very blessed to have a great collaborator who who moved to Las Vegas for three years where we spent nearly every day together through the process. And, and the reason why I was so blessed to have JR on my side is because he – Impressed upon me uh, the the importance and and the and the relevance of of the written word, and and what it means because it's going to outlive us all. So so he really navigated a, a road that that in my mind um, um, I get to live very proud of. You know because uh, you know I I touched on all the formative things in my life um, and and they live and and none of it even as I read you know even as I read parts of it. Here and there years later just 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 out of curiosity with any given experience what that overlay actually is and and I just couldn't be prouder how how uh, how foundationally sound you know all those decisions were in, in communicating those formative components you know um, it, it's it's and that's the challenge of writing a book is no no person's life fits inside 400 pages um, sure. so you have to sort of figure out all these experiences and, and, and how one experience sort of led to to other decisions, which sent you on different trajectories. And you you take these experiences and you have to string them together in a necklace that 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 you know that people want to wear. You know, the people that can impact their life, that can be a a, a tool for them. And and I, I gotta say, I mean, uh, I know it's I know I'm a I'm biased uh, because it's my life and my book, but um, I'm I'm I am I am proud of it um, and. I'm regretful of 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 nothing as it relates to the process because it was all it was all addressed on the front side.
0: All right, hold that thought, Andre Agassi, we've got to pay some bills. Every great team has a strong support system to back them up. That applies to tennis players as well. And the same goes for your business. Fresh Books is here to help. For every freelancer, for every writer, for everyone who has multiple employers in particular. Tax season can get a little bit dicey. Here is a good way to manage your books and make tax season easy. FreshBooks, a super intuitive tool that makes creating and sending invoices extremely simple for freelancers, small business owners, and writers. FreshBooks stands out where it really counts, i.e. you getting paid. You can create and send invoices again in just 30 seconds. You'll see exactly when your client looked at the invoice you've mailed. That way you can see if they're ignoring you or not. And when they say, gee, can you resend? I didn't get it. You'll know that perhaps they weren't being 100% forthright. You can track the status of your invoices. You can even send late payment reminders. It means you're not wasting time chasing down and fighting for your payments. The results speak for themselves. FreshBooks users get paid five days faster on average. Don't take my word for it. Right now, FreshBooks is offering listeners 30 days of unrestricted use. That is totally free. You don't even need a credit card to sign up. How do you do it? You go to freshbooks.com/slash/beyond. Enter "beyond" in the "how you heard about us" section. freshbooks.com/slash/beyond. Enter "beyond" in the "how you heard about us" section. Let, let me ask you. Sort of in keeping with this theme of of the written word and of candor, tell me tell me about unscripted, which is uh, a a new venture you're involved in, but it, it seems Quintessentially, Andre Agassi. I mean, it, it sounds like this is uh, it sounds like this is the platform that, if only this existed in 1988, um, we, we, we would have had a different perspective on your career. What, what's what's unscripted? All yeah,
1: about? possibly so. But uh, let the record also state that uh, I'm real thankful to not be famous in the day and age where you can. Uh, no, I was going to ask you about the, that.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, to lose the to to really. For, for anybody to lose perspective uh, on, on the double-edged sword of, of social media, if you will, um, is, 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 is sometimes a, a, you know, a, a real liability, and, and you have to treat it with a great deal of responsibility. That's, that's one of the reasons why I'm involved with uh, you know, Unscripted. I, I do have an appreciation for the written word and how it lives in perpetuity, and these days everything we say and do in that space lives in perpetuity so uh it needs to be addressed with with full with full attention and and i've realized through the through the power of story uh, i should say i realized through the process of my book the the real power of story you know it's a it's a way for all of us to uh to 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 really see ourselves you know in it and and it and, and it's also an an opportunity uh for athletes to uh, go directly uh to their to their to their fan base and 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 beyond and, and it's also an opportunity for fans to 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 connect uh, in in a, in a real way to, to 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 their athletes to the people that they look up to the people that they want to hear more from uh, unfiltered you know not 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 governed um, not uh, ghost writ um, but truly uh, straight straight from uh, the straight from people to people and that's that's what I think is most profound. You know, in life, we're we all have might have different experiences, but we live really uh, the same journey and deal with the same trials and tribulations in different arenas and, and fears and doubts and, and and all that. And for the more we can realize a connection in life, is is really what what helps us all get through. I think is uh, the better off we all are. And unscripted is one hell of a platform, in my opinion, to do just that. Um, you know, I I also designate a, a great deal of my Personal portfolio—not not not a great deal of—I should say—but portion of it—to to to really taking chances on 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 on, you know building um, building things and investing in things that have multiple uh, bottom line return. You know, whether it's economical or or also societal. Uh, It's for me uh, they're 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 one of the same. If you can put them together, um, I think you have real scalability. And you have real sustainability, and 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 that that I believe in a, a lot. Although it's not not much risk for us anymore, seeing the seeing the you know the response that that we've we've received and and how it's going. But it uh, it certainly is something that I'm proud to be involved in on multi on, on multi levels.
0: And, and this is this is for active athletes as well as you know athletes like yourself, right?
1: Oh, it's for it's for it's for yeah, absolutely. I mean, retired athletes. Uh, you know any anybody that that has uh that has a, a following and a message to and a message to to share um, and and I think it's a it's a real responsible uh, platform and and you know in in, in that respect and it's and it's a it's a great way too to pay back uh, you know the, to give back uh to to the athletes you know across across the world i mean the truth is you know they can they can uh, finally uh, have a way to monetize uh you know what they've built for themselves without riding the backs of, of of the very fans that that have supported them. It's a it's it's an out of the box way to approach a lot of wins for all parties that are sitting at the table.
0: Uh, Andre, I'm I'm curious about the role of narrative in sports, and it, it seems like one difference between today and and you know platforms like unscripted and what you went through is ownership of the narrative. And I thought maybe you address this in the book, but what is it like to have this narrative built around you that you don't have agency in creating? I mean, there's a whole there's a whole Andre Agassi mythology that started when you were a teenager, and you weren't the author of that necessarily. W- what's that experience like?
1: Well, yeah, I appreciate uh, you know uh, that 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 uh, that perception because it's exactly what it is. I think I think growing up uh, for all of us, I don't care who you are, what life you're in, you go from from being pretty darn reactive in life to hopefully and ideally being being proactive and, and I found myself quite honestly a victim of my own um lack of thought and and lack of understanding and, and, and you know you can't blame others for how they perceive your actions. You have to kinda of make sense of that perception and, and where the disconnect is and then you know it requires a great deal of discipline on, on, on the front end and, and that discipline is something that I unfortunately had to learn you know the the hard way, but but it's a responsibility I think we all have in life. You know we, we have a responsibility to ourselves, quite frankly, to make sure that our actions and our daily efforts reflect who who we claim we are, and 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 really reflect the, you know the values that 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 we we decide to 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 highlight as 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 the. As the foundation of, of, of your life, so you're, you know, the more you can treat a tennis match as one point at a time, um, it, it is truly the same thing in in in, in this arena for me. I, I look at this as as every decision I make has to be authentic and has to be true to a greater sort of good, if you will, than just um, any self uh, motivated agenda.
0: What's your relationship with sports right now? You know, t- tennis specifically. I mean, did, did you watch the Australian Open? If I told you to name the oh, ATP yeah, yeah. top five, do you know who it is? I mean, what, what's your kind of, what, what's the connection to sports right now for you with so much else going on?
1: Well, uh, sports, I'll answer sports uh, uh, probably uh, the most comprehensive way by by somebody sending me a text that I, I've known for, you know, a long time saying, what are you doing for, are you doing anything for the game today? And I, and I text back, what game? And and they text back the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> um, it's it, sports have never been one of my greatest fears and anxieties, quite frankly, over the years has been going to the ESPYs because when you're an athlete, athletes assume you, you, you know, them and assume you understand, you know, their, their world. I've never, I've, I've never really been that, that kind of, you know, sports. Um, uh, fan if you will I, uh, uh, i've learned uh, obviously the game of tennis so intimately that it is very easy for me to stay involved uh, without much uh, effort but i do ha- I do watch it um, I do enjoy it it isn 't imp- more now than ever because i don 't have to solve for it quite frankly um, but i but I also feel a, a sense of responsibility to the life i 've lived and the knowledge of of where things are i mean you do lose touch you do lose touch um, with 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 the up-and-coming class, if you will, or or the intimacies of of, of the new future stars, and you know you, you can lose a little of those specificities, but as it relates to the game as a whole, uh, no, I, it's it's I enjoy staying connected to it.
0: It's like a soap opera too. You, you you cycle back for a few episodes, and you you catch up on the plot real fast. Where it's it's been ten you, years. Since well, you, you do. I,
1: I have it on. I watch. I watch all the tournaments that are on TV as it relates to you know just the status of where people are. But you do learn fast when somebody uh, you know is showing some fatigue signs from, from the accumulation of the year and you know so it's easy for you to pick up on what's really going on that are kind of you know probably uh, you know background stories. But and 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 then the skill of of analyzing you know strengths and weaknesses uh, you know still applies, of, of course.
0: You realize too, your cameo. I think it was. I think it was still a USA broadcast when when you did the U.S. Open remains one of like the, the golden ninety minutes of tennis TV. So uh, you you speak from a unique perspective. I'm I'm not sure everyone has your powers of perception with with tennis. Here is a familiar name who will be. Hearing on the Edge of Sports podcast with Dave Zirin it's Martina Navratilova, our friend, our colleague. And come to think of it, she's due to spend some time with us on this podcast. But right now, she's going to be with Dave Zirin. You can hear her talking about growing up in the former Czechoslovakia, her decade of dominance in the 80s, the current state of politics in the U.S. If you follow her on Twitter, you know she has some fairly firm opinions on the current state of politics in the U.S., Again, that's Martina. She's going to be on the Edge of Sports with Dave Zirin, and then she's going to join us because I'm going to make her do that. You can find this on iTunes, Stitcher, or the theedgeofsportspodcast.com. Again, the great Martina Navratilova will be talking with Dave Zirin. It's been 10 years since you've been out here. Obviously, we we, we know about the schools. We know about the philanthropy. You're a tech investor. Next Next 10 years? I mean, where, where where, do you map this out? I mean, what's, what else is on the horizon um, for you?
1: Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a fair question, uh, and it's certainly one that I'd be very transparent about if, if there was a specific answer to give. You know, I, I, uh, the, the needs are so daunting with, with, with the space that I've, I've chosen to, to try and impact. Um, and the rewards of it uh, are far exceed the challenges of it, quite quite frankly. So, I, I don't see myself stopping. Um, I, I see myself constantly asking the question, you know, how do you how do you do more um, for every for every school I've built? Um, you know, there is there is more than the enrollment on the waiting list. In some cases, a three-to-one ratio. So that is. A, a very uh, untenable, um, you know, s- situation, uh, not to mention unconscionable uh, for us to, uh, you know, ignore those that aren't fortunate enough to have uh, a quality education based on, you know, their, you know, based on their zip code or based on their um, economical status or, 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 or based on their, their gender or race, you know. So. So, with that being said, it's it's. I, I just being an incrementalist, as I said in the beginning, I just find myself uh, kind of kind of pushing. I mean, it all comes to an end at some point, um, um, you know, whether you want it or not. So, you know, you, you're you're here and well now. You might as well you might as well uh, enjoy pushing some parameters.
0: Let me ask you one last question, and you address this to some extent in the book, but again, that's you know, we're six seven years removed from that. When you sort of look inward wh- where do you really think this philanthropic bent came from i mean do you, you had influences you talked about Gil. You've, you've talked about you know your mom all sorts of things in the book but there, there are a lot of athletes who grew up in circumstances not dissimilar to yours that have gone in very different paths w- where does this come from where, where do you think this, this ultimately comes from
1: I I, I could give you the origin, but what got me to the origin um, was, quite quite frankly, me being enough of a survivor, you know, to get through some of those real daunting challenges, and um, you know, I could have easily, easily become a cautionary tale. I mean, I could have become a cautionary tale on a lot of fronts. When you hear uh, about managers, you know, stealing, uh, you know, taking from 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 their athletes to losing their money with you know people pitching them for 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 investments that that they're not that they don't really do the due diligence of um you know when it, you know I could have easily been you know a cautionary tale with all that but but being able to to, to survive that and in some cases out earn my my many mistakes um I I think it I think it got me to a point where I recognized that one of the great tragedies in my life was was not having choice you know I, even though i was number one in the world and what appeared to be a successful you know life and and a and a and a you know and a and, a, and certainly a, a great life was 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 quite the opposite to me it was um i was disconnected with it and i found i found very little comfort in in some of the uh, apparent benefits of, of being in a position like that. And, and the reason why is because I had that disconnect is because it was never really my choice. So I really set about years of exploring, you know, what, uh, figuring out my reason for what it is I was going to do. And I think that ultimately was the reason for my success in the second half of my career after basically a two-year, you know, spiral. Right. Um, uh, it, it, when I found my reason, that was it, and my reason was, was putting into perspective what lack of choice meant for me, versus what lack of choice means for others. You know, my lack of choice landed me atop, uh, uh, you know, uh, on top of uh, of a great sport, you know, uh, with with millions of dollars and and, and trophies to, you know, uh, to go along with it. You know, you can bitch about that all you want. Um, but that's, that's quite a privileged uh, lack of choice. And, and when I see real, real children who don't have choice, um, their, their alternative is not being so lucky as to be the best in the world at a sport. You know, their alternative is unfortunately gangs or the prison system, and, and then us as society will spend four times uh, uh, to, to incarcerate that same child down the road as we will to educate them now. So, through education, um, I believe you have hope and you have choice. Um, that's the greatest impediment to these, to, to these children breaking the cycle uh, that, that they have lived their whole life, watching them graduate, being the first ones in their family to graduate. So I, I think my lack of education and my lack of choice um, really is, is some uh, deep um, um, fuel for, for, for my desire to to give that choice to those that deserve it that 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 have been written off or 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 aren't aren't being given it.
0: I'll I'll say it for you too. It sounds like un- unscripted is in its way very consistent with that. You're providing a platform. Uh, I, and you're I, pro- I, I, providing agency for people who, in a different media climate, don't have this sort of choice to shape message.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and to have a child be able to see. And hear directly from, directly from you know the, the person they look up to or the sport they're interested in, and to and to recognize you know to recognize through many of these communications that that we're not dissimilar that we're all we're all connected one way or another and we all you know the, the honesty in it is is obviously um, you know everybody's individual choice but you will you will see the the authenticity of the platform through through those communications the content of what comes out of this can have multiple um, you know benefits to, to 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 people's lives whether it be parents who are who are uh, delusional about their kids future um, and we all know
0: does, we does, all know that horror
1: stories that can that can yeah. that come from, from that dynamic to the to the children that that, that seem so self motivated that they're willing to maybe cut cut their their options away as they pursue something that they're passionate about, the, the ability to be able to have that that context of of experience, of, you know, and and hear it in different ways, uh, you know, I think is really vital to to a, to a healthier you know society.
0: I said fifteen minutes, and I've taken almost half an hour. We're we're playing a, <laughs> we're playing a best of five setter here, Andre. Um, this th- th- this is great. I really I appreciate this. I know you've got uh, you've got other obligations. So
1: we have a great deal of history together, so it's not a problem, John. It's
0: always a pleasure. Uh, Talking to you, uh, I hope we're we going to see you in Indian Wells. Uh,
1: if I'm there, I'll, I'll jump down with a few of my investors in, uh, in uh, the Turner Agassiz Charter School Facility Fund, um, who who love spending time out there. And uh, but I try to I try to make my time, uh, you know, maximize it uh, so that time spent away from the family is uh, is as little. As I was going to say,
0: bring bring the fourteen uh, year old gentleman. I had a. Pleasure to meet, not long. Ago.
1: <laughs> he would be actually interested to go, I would imagine.
0: Always uh always a pleasure talking. I really appreciate it. Hope we can talk again soon.
1: Okay. Sounds great. Well just reach out. You know I'm uh worst case, just a couple phone calls away.
0: You got it. Always uh always a pleasure.
1: Likewise, John. Thanks. Good luck with everything. Thanks, Audrey.
0: Take care everybody. All right, everyone, that was Andre Agassi. It was always a pleasure catching up with him and hearing him speak. makes the interview process very interesting because you just want to sit there and listen and be part of the audience, and then at some point it dawns on you that you're responsible for uh, keeping the conversation going. But always great to talk with Andre. Again, thank you, everyone, for your various and sundry suggestions about guests. Also, constructive criticism, always welcome you can write to us via Facebook or Twitter or simply in the comment section of this site. Uh, But again, keep the guest suggestions coming. They have been great. They have been creative. And we'll try to do another interesting guest next week. I'm sure we will. Again, this week was Andre Agassi. Great to spend some time with him. We'll be heading to Indian Wells in two weeks, and we'll pick off some more guests there. But that does it for this week. Thanks for listening. Have a good week, everyone. See you in seven days.